Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Who? Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Osh. And I'm Alejandro. And today we have Nikki Lewis, who is the co-founder of The Bevy. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So, Nikki, I met you a couple months ago, and I am really excited to bring you on because I think you're going to be very beneficial to our listeners as well as us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what The Bevy is, and how you guys work? Yes, I can do all of that. Well, I am born and raised in LA uh, and recently moved back after living in New York for 14 years. Went to NYU and before I even officially graduated, I met my now business partner, Greta Tubison, um, who had this really interesting idea. She was at a dinner party in the West Village and she was talking to this man who had worked with a couple matchmaking firms in New York City. And he just kind of described his experience as, you know, trying not to offend witchy mother-in-law types with what he was actually looking for. Uh, and, And really felt like these matchmakers didn't have access to the types of people he was looking for. But Greta walks into any room and she's drop dead gorgeous. She's smart, she's sophisticated. He says, how can I meet somebody like you? Shouldn't you be the one doing something like this? And it was a light bulb moment for Greta, but she she needed a little help to get this off the ground. Um, so she fucked me out of, out of NYU. And here we are 12 years later and uh, running one of the most successful bespoke matchmaking agencies in the country. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, did you know right away that it was going to like all work out or was it kind of like oh, God, were, you, no. any, were you apprehensive at all in that beginning stages in those beginning stages? Yeah. I, you know, I, I owe everything to Greta um, who really kind of, kind of pioneered the business model. You know, we started on the back end working for another matchmaking agency to really learn the ins and outs of the business, the right way to run a business, the wrong way to run a business. And, you know, kind of taking all those facts that we had learned and really scoping out our competition, we formed the bevy to encapsulate everything that we thought was missing, you know, something really high touch. And that's a terrifying thing to go on your own to tell your parents, Hey, I um, need you to pay for my rent because there may be some time that we're not making any money, but Greta and I were so lucky and we were actually profitable our first year of business 
Um, and I, I'm not sure a lot of other companies can say that. So it's a, it's been a very proven point for us. It, it really works. Yeah. What you mentioned, uh, you were able to find things that were missing or you were able to build upon things that were missing. And I love that because I feel like in any business venture, it is so important to identify the problem and figure out a solution for it. But what were some of those things, if you'd be willing to share? Yeah. You know, I think when we started, you kind of had like a Patty Stinger type as a frame of reference. And I'd met several other matchmakers in the city. And it was a lot of talking at you and telling you who you should be with. And that's not my business. I'm in the business of, of listening and helping to guide you. Um, I also think that, you know, your reputation is everything that you have. I think the reason that we are able to appeal to the most spectacular people is because of this brand that we've built and the reputation that we carry. Um, so we're working with the most eligible bachelors and bachelorettes in the country. These are people who you're not going to find online. This has been 12 years of really careful curation. And yeah, there's, there's no one else doing it quite, quite like it to my knowledge. So that's kind of what we decided. That's how we were going to stand out is the quality of our membership was just going to be stellar. I'm curious as to what your matchmaking process is. So how do you, you know, find, um, so you're not taking on everyone and their mom, right? So like, how do you narrow down on who you want to be a part of the bevy and um, how you're going to match those people with others? That's a great question. So I'd say 95% of our membership comes through strong recommendations and referrals. Um, I think for any business, that's probably how you're always going to get your best clients is through that word of mouth, people who you trust. If I even felt like I had to do a background check on somebody, they wouldn't be the right client for me. So I'm really lucky to consider um, my clients really dear friends. And I'd say the other 5% really come to us through excellent press. We have you know, worked closely with Goop and Soho House and Spring Place and other like-minded companies. And we've had some great features. So we really start that way, is knowing who's referring you. Uh, and please, if you're listening and you're not personally referred, but you say, hey, I listened to this amazing podcast, just write it in your in your about you on the contact page, because we would love to hear from you. Um, so it all starts there with the submission. Um, from there, you know, we're a team of four. We go through these. If we think that you might be a good fit for us, we'll set up a consultation. And by consultation, I mean the most laid back interview of all time. It's just a chat. I want to get to know you during this time. And that's what it's all about. And I'll tell you a little bit about what you can expect and, and how we operate, but I want you to take the floor, feel comfortable in telling me your dating experiences, um, what your goals are in a relationship and in life. Um, I want to learn about how you grew up. I want to know about what moves you. And then, you know, we, we can kind of pull away the layers and really decide what a good match is going to be. Um, and from there, I get busy and I see, do I have any matches within my existing pool? And if I don't, that's completely okay because I might meet them tomorrow. 
you just never know. I think one thing, so we all know that I'm, I was on the dating apps. Um, I was on Raya and then maybe Hinge and I don't know what else I was on, but dating in LA has always been the worst just because you meet just the weirdest people or people who like are con artists, like just crazy, right? So when I met Nikki, it was kind of like taking a breath of fresh air because she sat down with me. We had a nice coffee date. She you know just we talked like we were friends and I honestly felt like we were like long-term friends you know totally. and I felt like I could just trust you and I only met you in person once but I felt that you kind of just knew who exactly who I needed to be with and I let you take um take control and take charge which I've never let anyone do because that is the scariest thing um dating is very scary but you are so trust like you're just very like like an old friend. Like, I feel like we've just known each other for so long. I think I felt the same way. (laughs) You have the chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) But I actually went on a date that Nikki set up for me. And it was amazing because she really bets out people and like, make sure that they are, you know, compatible. And I've, I had an amazing time and it was just like great conversation. And I just, I haven't had that in a really long time because with dating apps, again, it's like, you never know what you're going to, you know, come across or who you're going to end up like getting dinner with. And it's just, it was, I felt very like, okay, this is a trusted person. I'm good. I'm in good hands. I'm so glad. (laughs) Ash, since you mentioned dating apps and also that topic has come up on several episodes, Nikki, have you experienced any sentiments, either positive or negative uh, among your clients in regard to like their experience with dating apps? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, the thing is, dating apps are, are, exist to solve for the problem. Um, I think apps are great and they work for a lot of people who I know. You know, we were certainly nervous about our business when the apps came out because we existed, you know, before these became popular. But I've only found that we've the need for us has become greater because there's a lot of swiping fatigue, which I'm sure you guys know about. There's also, you know, it can form kind of a dating ADD. The grass is greener. It's like shopping in a candy shop. Totally. Yeah. I've I've heard it being described as like a, a, a gaming experience where like the users are just like swiping just to like earn points or earn enough like matches. And I think, It's, you know, it really is just a one-dimensional cheat on somebody. You know, I always say, I don't know that I would have swiped right on my husband. How could I know? There's so many people who you have an opportunity to see from across the bar or, you know, someone who hits on you who you never would have given the time of day and five minutes later, you're like, oh my God, you're the most amazing person ever. And that's what you're not getting based off of the apps. And I hate that. So because of that, I set up the dates blind. You are literally going in with maybe 20 bullet points about somebody and a really strong recommendation from me or someone on my team and putting your trust into something new and kind of saying, you know what? I tend to pick the same thing over and over again. And you're expecting a different result. I mean, every time. That's Einstein's definition of insanity. So if you want to open up the scope, 
it makes so much sense to have someone who's not only a professional, but someone who you really consider a trusted friend and advisor at this, at this point kind of steer you in a different direction. Because I often use, you know, the comparison like, like shopping in a store. If I go to a department store, I'm always going to leave empty handed. It, every single time I leave empty handed. If I go to a boutique where it's been well curated, I might leave with something I wasn't necessarily looking for and I'll be so much happier in the end with that purchase. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think what I love about what you described too is the fact that I, I feel like a lot of successful relationships come from like mutual friends or like, you know, close uh, you know, relationships that you have in your life already existing. And by having that trust, like you're already able to uh, establish with Ash too, like it just, it makes sense that this curated, very like customized approach that you have so so successfully implemented has been so successful. I mean, that's that's so cool. That's and so the cool. added bonus to that is that you never need to let your friends down because mm -hmm. you're not going to hurt my feelings if it wasn't a match. You're just it's only going to help me on the next one. Right. Right. And I really like what you said about um, just not, we, so we've had an, an episode on this podcast about giving not your type a chance. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's so important because um, we talked about this too. You know, I have a type and obviously these types don't work out for me because I tend to choose certain people that aren't the best. And I am trying now to practice giving not my type a chance. And you're totally growing within that process because you're gonna be so shocked when you totally hit it off with somebody and in five years you're gonna say, oh my God, you know, when I kind of started my laundry list of what I was looking for, I didn't put the most crucial elements. And this person actually has the crucial elements that I forgot to list. Yeah. Like kind. <laughs> kindness. What happened to kindness and genuine people? You Honesty, loyalty. Empathy. I feel like empathy is a big one too. Oh my gosh. Good one. I had like a terrible experience in Ryan. That was my like cutting off. I was like, I called or Nikki called me right after I had a horrible experience from a Raya person. And she was like, oh, like, I like have so much to like, fit. like there's, so, she was just so excited about someone. And it wasn't even, I wasn't even, I didn't care that there was a, there was a someone. I just cared that Nikki, like, came in like right at the right moment because I was like dude you don't understand like how important this call was because I just deleted Raya from someone who was so crazy so like please take my like here's my <laughs> life I'm giving it to you like now you can take full reign like I I'm done well your stories are just like oh my crazy. god crazy I don't hear that every day so you were particularly memorable <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I attract the best. <laughs> uh, so, how would you advise your clients on finding the right partner? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Like, as I said, I am really not in the business of telling you who you should be with. Um, more in helping to steer you in the right direction. You know, of course, the men who I take on to work with are sensational. These are not guys who need any help getting a date on their own. It's, it's quite the opposite. They have so much to offer the right person that if it were easy for them to meet this person on a bar stool or on an app, I guarantee you they would do that. Um, but they're saying it is such a specific person that, you know, I, I, I need a headhunter because my time is 
sucked up by work, by family, by the things that I enjoy doing. And I couldn't agree with that more. I am a huge believer in delegating to professionals to make your life easier. So it's really just a roundtable conversation. You know, my team and I, we listen to what they want. And then we like start breaking down the layers. It's a process, you know, sometimes we've certainly gotten it right on the first try. And a lot of that is intuition. So it's like a third part science, two thirds intuition. And then, you know, if it's not the best first date of your life, that's okay because we're going to strip the layers. Tell us what worked after the first date. Tell us what didn't work after the first date. Each resulting date after that is carefully curated to make sure that we're not you know, making a same mistake twice, really making sure that we're getting all those qualities in there to, to get as close as we can to the goal. And then, you know what? There's always that, I don't know why none of this makes sense on paper. This makes no sense, but I really need you to just do this for me. <laughs> and you've had a lot of success that way too. So there's no, there's no PhD program and how to pick the best match, but we're big believers in not finding somebody who's exactly like you, but someone who really compliments you. And so we really kind of break down the layers to figure that out with our clients. I love that. Lauren's a really big proponent of finding someone who is your compliment rather than just someone who fills a void. That's, uh, that's perfect. That's so yeah. cool. So since we are halfway through, I'm just going to get into the letter portion. And then the way this works is that we'll read over it. And um, if you have any advice, you can go first and we'll just kind of have a, a roundtable conversation about it. So we have, dear damsels, I have been on the dating apps for four years now, but I've been having the worst luck. I'll meet someone who I think is so perfect for me. But after a few months, all the red flags start showing. This has happened continuously for four years. I am so sick of men coming in thinking that they are the one, only to find out that they are just using me to hook up. Is something wrong with me? Or are there just no genuine men left out there? Sincerely, tired of being bamboozled. I really love the reading of that. <laughs> beautiful reading. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but I oh this is this must be really frustrating for the listener I mean this I mean this unfortunately I feel like this is not an isolated experience I feel like I've heard about like some sort of angle similar to this from other friends who have been using dating apps and it's I mean isn't this Asha's story basically this is my right. story <laughs> this is right. me Please contact me after this podcast and we can be <laughs> friends and talk about this too. Or contact Nikki, actually. She'll help you out. <laughs> a roundtable discussion. But it's like, it's literally your story. And it's not like there's anything wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with the listener. It's, right. it's kind of been weaved into the social construct of, of the dating app, Right. You can't screen for quality. How do you know that this person has the right intentions when you don't have any kind of mutual connection or vetting process? Like anyone can, can be charming. Well, so that's the thing, right? Like with dating apps, as you were saying, the only thing you're getting is a picture. And um, let's just say Raya, for example, 
you think it's already vetted out because it's an, an application process and whatever. It's not. Um, you only have a face to look at. And then most people don't even put a bio. There's nothing to them. They'll have their Instagram connected and that's it. Like it's just their a picture, like a whole slideshow of their pictures and their Instagram link. That is it. That is all that you are going off of. So how is there a way to vet out, you know, who this person is? It's just basically trial and error. And yeah, it's good. You're going to be bamboozled if this is the way that you're going to go and try to find, you know, genuine men. I was bamboozled. I've been bamboozled my whole dating life. Um, but definitely agree. There's nothing wrong with you. And I do believe that there are genuine men out there because I've seen it. I've seen other people have it. And you know, you just got to manifest it. Like you were saying, Nikki, have your, you, you need to know your, like all the qualities that you're looking for and make sure that you, you know, you, you know what you're going into when you're vetting out a person for yourself. Like when you're going into a date, don't like, don't ignore these red flags. They're always going to be there. Red flags are going to be there from day one. You're just choosing to ignore them. And yes, right. Like they're there. From day one. They don't reach. Just, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they show up, I guess, some. yes, maybe they do show up three months later, but I now genuinely believe red flags are there from day one, and you are going if, to, if you choose to ignore them, you're not going to see them. I could not agree with you more. I agree with you 110% that those are always there, and, you know, you choose to ignore it because something feels good. You know, you give 110%, and when you get 5% in return, you're like, okay, that's something. Oh my God, right? Ugh. Yeah, it's not, honestly, just cut it off with any of these people because I, I mean, I speak from personal experience. I wasn't always married. I, you guys, I dated like a fiend. So I know all about it. Well, don't tell my husband that, but I doubt he's, <laughs> but you know, and, and, and I have to say that my laundry list of what I was looking for was the most superficial list of all time. And it wasn't until I wised up and I kind of, can I swear, grew the fuck yeah, up? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that I realized that in my husband, I had all of those qualities that I hadn't had on my former list patience, mm. kindness, you know, someone who I always thought I wanted somebody who was the life of the party. But no, I have someone who really kind of, lets me shine and his stoicism just kind of draws people in he's all about one-on-one -on -one interaction and I, I just kind of realized oh my god what is wrong with me so it was all about me it's sometimes it's never about the other person their red flags are always going to be those red flags it is completely up to you whether you decide to go with the right choice or stay with the wrong choice oh, always yeah. in front of you that 5% that you were talking about is so true because I am definitely, I do this. I see 5% of um, what I like and then stick to that, cling to that. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, what would we look like at our wedding? Or like, what are our kids going to look like? And just completely blow it out of proportion. And we have another Fine. episode on that on future planning. But I, you know, it's just, it's such a human thing to do, but you going into this, it's, it's not like, it's not fun and games. Like this shit is real. Like you have to be prepared, fully prepared to go into this dating world because like 
people will con you and bamboozle you. It's up to you. Like, do you want to be bamboozled your whole life or do you want to just like grow the fuck up and choose to listen and see these red flags and be like, all right, I don't want this. This is not for me. It might be for someone else, but it's not mine. Totally. And like know your self-worth and have some respect for yourself. If someone's not giving you what you're giving to them, you know that, you know that deep down in your gut. So like Mm -hmm. you owe it to yourself to not spend the next four months or four years in anguish. Don't waste your time. Too fucking Shay. (laughs) (laughs) Do not waste your time. I'm curious though, for you and your husband, or for your husband, how, what, what was his reaction when he found out about the success you have with uh, this business with Bevy. He was not scared off by it, which I think was probably a, a, a good way to kind of bet for his confidence level. I think it, it probably takes a certain type of guy to be with somebody like me. <laughs> and confidence is so attractive. Oh my God. I mean, geez, that's not a red flag. My goodness. <laughs> not cocky He's, right. yeah be a word to describe him at all but um no I think he's very aware of what he brings to the table and what I bring to the table and early on in our relationship he said we're a power couple and he you know he loved that I was very driven and successful and he had actually told me he'd been on the apps before meeting me and they always tried to solve for the right thing, but he can never really get past the finish line. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was lucky that we happened to meet through friends and, you know, so we were lucky in that way, but I don't know. I, I think it's always interesting to kind of hear everyone's inception stories. How did you meet this person? But no, he wasn't, he was never a client, even though that would have been a fun, <laughs> naughty story. Um, no. He's um he's wonderful. He's downstairs. No, <laughs> oh, I was actually um talking to a family member about this two days ago, and she was like, she's married, she has kids, and she was like, I always get like, um, I don't know if it's okay now to ask, um, you know, how you, so when she's like meeting a couple, like how you guys met, because everyone now meets on dating apps, and I was like, I think it's a completely amazing question to ask, you know, because I always want to hear what you're even if it's not a meet you, I don't care. Like, I want to know how you met, especially because I want to know like how many of these dating app relationships are successful because they I only are. know one. What are they? I only know one. Because I know there's so many options out there. Like there's only one person that I know from a dating app who's in a marriage and they just had a baby. Again, so yeah. For some th- I mean, I, I know far more people who have gotten married through me than I know people who have met on dating apps, but that's also my sample size. (laughs) How, I'm curious actually though, um, how did you meet your husband and what was your initial thought? Like, what was your initial, like, you know, thought process about him seeing him as a potential, you know, guy to marry or just be in a relationship with? Well, this is very embarrassing because I will tell you, um, I was at one of my favorite bars in New York. I was, gosh, this was six years ago. And I was with my friend Mark for happy hour and in walked just a really tall guy. My husband is six foot eight. 
Oh, I knew that, but I definitely <laughs> forgot about that. Oh my gosh. That's what I said to my friend see. Mark. Like, that is a tall guy. And my friend Mark is like, wait, I know that guy. And so we all started talking. And I basically decided, I texted Mark later that night. I said, what was up with your tall friend? I, I, I liked that he was tall, you guys. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. But obviously on our second date, I, you know, I, I learned that tall was in fact not a personality trait. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was really taken by, it was actually the first time someone had listened to me more than they spoke and asked really interesting questions and was genuinely curious in learning about me, which was weird because every other guy who I'd been out with put on a show and I was like, yeah, you're so hot. Like, and it took me a second to like, kind of rewire my brain and be like, oh, this is, oh, this is super different and not in a bad way, just a different way. That's amazing. The power of asking questions, I agree with you, is so amazing. It's so it's just to show and to demonstrate that you're actually listening to the person who's speaking and to keep the conversation going and not just interject by like adding in anecdotes or whatever, but just like really learning about you. That's ah. But love. it's a skill set that emotionally intelligent people have. I know that's right. Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. goodness. Is that yeah. easy, right? Well, it sounds that is, ideal. <laughs> yes, that, those are my favorite dates to go on, like the one that you sent me on. Um, that was one of the quality traits of this person, just asking a lot of questions, wanting to get to know me more and just, you know, like kept the conversation flowing. I, I love when that happens because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, I've been on a lot of dates with a lot of guys and they only talk about themselves. And there's, or, or they'll ask me a question, but it's only because they want to, they're, they're just waiting to talk about like their portion of it. And they're just waiting to talk. They're not really listening and then engaging and reacting to what I'm saying. So it is, you know, I, that's why I love hearing about what you said about your husband, because it's another reason why people should trust you because you know what you're doing. You know, you're not out here like, okay fine you went for him because he was tall but like there was a genuine reason why you were attracted to him past that you know that you found out on your second date of course and continued to learn um you know really take the time to peel away those layers I can't emphasize this enough but at moments I, I wouldn't say that I was totally enthralled on our like first date there were sometimes that you know conversation was awkward or lagging um oh my god don't tell him that but the more (laughs) dates that you go on and you say you know what I think I should go out with this person again that's when you're really giving this person the time that they need like the first few dates are kind of awkward you need to go on that second date you need to go on that third date I hate it when people are closed off to going on a second date when they're just like, eh, I'm not sure. Someone will totally change your mind. And I've had marriages result in that. Oh, I don't know. Should I go on a second date? And I'm like, yes, go on a second date. Go on a third date. That's what dating is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad this letter writer has a lot of information to process. I mean, not only do we need to run when the red flags are showing, we need to have patience and have 
a leap of faith. I guess go into it with a leap of faith based on what you were just describing as far as like going on the second date, going on the third date, giving it a chance to blossom. I mean, that sounds really rewarding in the in the end. And give not your type a chance. Yeah. Because, you know, then you probably might not be, you might be bamboozled or you might not, like who knows. But at least you're opening yourself up to other potentials and other possibilities. I love that. Give not your type a chance. And it's yes. not, not truer words were ever spoken. <laughs> it's only when I know how to say it because I always keep saying, not give your type a chance. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> and on that note, Nikki, thank you so much for joining on. This was a short episode, but I it was really helpful. And I'm glad that you came on here. I really hope that, you know, people will learn from this little letter because, you know, just meeting you has made me change my mind about the whole dating scene and just opening my, you know, opening up my, um, my requirements and you know just not sticking to he needs to be tall or he needs to be an athlete or he has to be this like i'm open to all the possible well most possibilities we're not there yet <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for coming on thank you, thank you. Yeah. um before you part can you tell the listeners where they can find you on your socials or the bevy's um social page and website yes the bevy page is uh we are the bevy on instagram my personal page is something nikki uh and our website is the hyphen bevy.com don't be shy send us a note we'll, we'll always get back to you either way awesome Oh, it was so amazing having you on. I loved hearing all of the advice you have and your experience with the business and many, many more successful chapters ahead are I'm wishing for you and your team. Thank you. And to you both as well. What you're doing is incredible. So thank you so much for including me. Well, guys, this is another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. <laughs> Going down in the DMs. Bye. <laughs> Bye. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.